And the more that we hide anything in our lives, the more we repress it, it comes out sideways. And if we want to have a conscious relationship to anything, including money, then we need to bring it from the shadow into the light. Another coronavirus vaccine has shown to be highly effective. Welcome to the Alt Normal, an exploration of the diverse voices on planet Earth. Joe Biden will become president of the United States. Doing the critical work of rebuilding a healthier, more sustainable alternative future. At the intersection of self, community, and the planet. We live in uncertain times. Powerful moment of revolution. How we choose to steer the path will determine what kind of alt-normal we consciously remake together. Everyone has a part to play. Let's rise. Shift and support this exciting new reality in the making. The alt-normal. Hi, I'm Tiffany Wen, the host of The Alt-Normal. In the show, we center diversity as the absolutely critical force for rebuilding this post-pandemic world that's hopefully ever more sustainable, inclusive, and equitable. Diversity not just demographically and psychographically, but more importantly in the way we embrace difference as a source of resiliency. Culture needs a rebrand that goes deeper at the core of who we are in our wholeness and complexity. Let's be real. We are in a crisis of consciousness. Power structures and institutions can only take us so far. To really see a world that's diverse and inclusive for all requires us to change from the inside out, shifting into actionable models of power with one another versus power over one another. Now more than ever, we need a new story for humanity that leans into the diversity of who we are and our emerging zones of genius to live more truthfully in how we relate to ourselves, the community, and the planet. So in the show, we are picking up those forgotten pieces of ourselves to rebrand our story of humanity from one of separation to one of integration. Integration of the mind with the body, strategy with emergence, the scientific with the spiritual, and of course, the individual with the collective. This show is produced by Resonance, the creative practice of dig, seed, grow, a methodology that powers our core capabilities in branding and content creation. Our mission is to design resonance between brands and their most valuable audience to drive the greatest possible impact. After 20 plus years of working in New York City and Milan for Fortune 500 companies in marketing and advertising, we decided to take the big leap and make a fundamental shift in how we work and bring brand stories to life. The Alt Normal is recorded at Destination Outpost, a co-living and co-working community based out in Bali. They have amazing spaces located in Ubud and Chenggu that enable people to live and work from paradise, encouraging people to live differently so they can work from beautiful destinations and build strong connections with others on a similar path through life. 
So without further ado, I would love to introduce our guest on the show today, Jamin Patel. <laughs> there he is. So Jamin is the leader of Paragons of Possibility, a movement showcasing what is possible in this world. Jamin is on a mission to create Paragon Paragons, which are basically models of excellence to show the world what is possible in living a more honest, loving, fulfilled, sustainable, ancestrally healed, non-trauma creating way of life. In addition to being a TEDx speaker who has delivered over 500 paid talks and being an author of eight books, Jamin is a highly sought after, heart-driven, no-fluff intuitive coach who's been hired by powerful leaders in the spiritual and transformational communities, as well as top leaders of corporations around the world, such as Kraft, Unilever, and Citibank. Jamin has been invited to speak at prestigious stages like Harvard Business School, London School of Economics, ASAE, and has consulted for high-level strategy programs for national governments, globally, most recently, Saudi Arabia. Wow, Jamin, it's so good to have you on the show today. It's so good to be here. And when you like describe me that way, I'm like, wow, that guy sounds really cool. <laughs> but it doesn't feel, you don't feel like that's like a part of who I am, but like not like the part I carry with me into every room. So uh, yeah, that was beautiful. Thank you. Super excited. And I would love to start off with what I see as a taboo that you're breaking through your current platform, Paragons of Possibility. So before we actually came to this podcast, you and I had a conversation about this movement that you're building called fiscal intimacy, which is something from my standpoint, something that maybe exists between partners, people who are close, um, but you go a step further. So, you know, tell us what this about this is about. Is it this like a kind of Tony Montana Scarface, like climbing into bed with your money, or is this more of a of a like conscious way to relate to this thing that is money in our lives. Mm -hmm. Tell us what this is and why you feel called to move this into the world. Absolutely. So it is definitely a conscious way of relating to money in our lives. Um, hundred percent. So when I talk about fiscal intimacy, it's, you know, it's financial intimacy. And I think that it's, if you think about physical intimacy and what role that plays in our lives, who is physical intimacy kept for well maybe like our parents or family members when we are dating or you know we're, we're in a relationship then our loved ones or our, our significant other and that's where intimacy happens in terms of physical intimacy and then sometimes we might have friends and it's like oh we have a friend that we can like cuddle with or you know just like be lounging on, on the beautiful sofa you know at a restaurant together and be leaning on each other or hug each other or have a shoulder to cry on so these are the ways that we can take something that society has told us is only for maybe a partner or a family member but then bring that and if you're in conscious community then you know there's actual snuggle parties or you go to a festival you can't avoid a, a cuddle pillow it's like a no big deal type of thing and it's so nourishing because as adults we don't get that so if you take those same ideas and concepts and apply it to physical intimacy of sharing finances, you know, there might be, hey, I got a new job, I'm celebrating. But there's zero discussion about how much more are you making? What was your signing bonus? Like, what are you celebrating right now? Like, let's celebrate this new milestone for you. 
um, or or anything like that, right? And so if people graduate from college, they get their first job, it's a big deal. You don't talk about what they're making, right? And so we don't talk about the money that we're making because we've put so much kind of shadow around money and worthiness and all of these things. And then if you're making a little bit of money, then there might be some shame in that of like, oh, well, maybe I'm not making as much as others, so then we want to hide it. And if you're making too much money, then there's also shame in that. Oh, I'm making too much and I, I want to hide it. And the more that we hide anything in our lives, the more we repress it, it comes out sideways. And if we want to have a conscious relationship to anything, including money, then we need to bring it from the shadow into the light. And so that's what I do with, with money is um, as I'm earning money, you know, I've earned a lot of money in my career and, and I don't come from a lot of money. And so that's a really big deal. And just even sharing that with my family, sharing that with my community, sharing that with, with people who are not at a similar place, but like, you know, we started in the same place in terms of high school is a very kind of edgy thing to be done. And what I have found is, you know, I had a, a month in, in June of this year when, when COVID was kind of at peak and I ended up making $40,000 that month. And I, I just was like, I just, I want to celebrate this and I don't know how I'm feeling some guilt or some shame or some suppression. Like I, I want to break out of this. Why, why can't we talk about this stuff and just celebrate like in this moment, this is who I am. And all that can shift and change in every moment for you and for me. And I like to be inspirational in what I do because I wasn't giving a lot of permission to be myself when I grew up and like my true self. And I was really looking into a box of, you know, kind of the, the Asian parents that I think many people can relate to. And um, what I want to do is give that permission to others so that they can actually, you know, have that, they can see what's possible for themselves. And so I posted it. I made a post and I just said, man, I'm just really loving 40k months like who else and i went to sleep i didn't look at it and i had this little twinge of okay this is something edgy and i looked up look at the next day hundreds of likes and comments people were just celebrating me like wow how do you even do that like what this is mind-blowing you know people send me private messages i'm so proud of you like seeing where we came from there wasn't anyone who was like hey this is like what do you you know like all those fears that i had about bringing this intimacy of what I or what I'm earning into a dialogue in a public forum with my friends, Facebook friends, um, all walks of life, whether it's business school, corporate America, whether it's government officials, whether it's high school friends, you know, um, it could be anything. And the response was just gratitude. Like, wow, things are pushing this edge. Things are talking about money. Um, and then since then, I've kept the conversation going. And so many people, I just did a Facebook Live, you know, you said you saw it, over a thousand views, 500 comments, like people were glued to it because I'm letting them have the permission to talk about money and to have a conscious relationship with it. And so one thing that I really encourage people to do is to create this fiscal intimacy with a friend. Talk about what you're earning. Talk about the bonus you want to negotiate. Talk about you know, all of those things so that people can get a sense of being able to help you where you're at. And you can be seen for who you are. If you're making 40K a year, 40K a month, 40K a week, it doesn't matter. But it's about being seen for exactly who you are and how you are. And there's a freedom in that. There's a permission field that you create in that. Just possibilities that come from that. And so, yeah, I think fiscal intimacy is a new edge. I think over the last decade in my own journey, it's like, 
wow, physical intimacy, we can just cuddle and it's platonic. We can hug, you know, we can like, if we're sitting around, just like massage, you can pick up a hand and massage it. This is really edgy, it felt for me, coming from a, a more conservative background. And so in this decade, I think it's around that physical intimacy and bringing the idea and concept of money out of the shadow and bringing it into the light and openly and publicly sharing about exactly what's going on, whatever the news might be, and to know that that's just a part of being. There's so much more I want to explore with physical intimacy, but I think it sets a really powerful stage for the kind of conversation that I want to be having with you today about bringing the shadow into the light to dissolve it and transform it, which Paragons is embodying. Before we get into that, I kind of want to time travel back into Jamin before you were here doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So it's always a fascination of ours on this show to understand and explore the hero's journey of how people were before and how people are now. And so back in April 2016, you gave a TED Talk. Mm -hmm. And it was called The Surprising Truth About Inspiring Others. And you talk about the deep longing to be fully seen for your authentic self mm -hmm. as the primary motivation to inspire others. Yes. And you know, you talk about the failures and like the real talk journey of how you experience this arc of first starting out cleaning motel rooms, yeah. then going on to advise CEOs of billion dollar companies, and then how you eventually left it all to go write seven books, start a rock star approach and inspire other people. Mm -hmm. Just want to give that context so you guys understand. So my question to you first is, how did you make what Gay Hendricks talks about that big leap? from something that was so comfortable and safe to this unknown that eventually became really aligned with you. How did you make that transition? Mm -hmm. And do you mean specifically um, from my role in management consulting to entrepreneurship? Yes. Yeah, beautiful. So that's a great question. So so many things were happening in my life um, at that time. And the thing about you know management consulting um, and some of these really like investment banking, some of these really high level, highly competitive positions in a corporate world. And there's this culture of literally when I joined within two months, they were like, all right, everyone, we're buying um, BMWs. What model do you want? And there's this office conversation is like, hey, we're all buying BMWs. Like, what model do you want? Because the idea is then you, you buy the, the car and then you have to make like really high car payments. And you're getting compensated so much that you need that compensation to stay, to make your car payments, to keep up with the Joneses, ultimately. And so these sort of traps are kind of created. Um, the other thing that happens uh, in the compensation models is, of course, you're getting paid lots of money. And then there are bonuses every four months. So after a four-month cycle, you're up for promotion. Then four months after that, you get your bonus. Four months after that, you get this crazy 401k uh, push uh, into your 401k retirement account. And then if you stay for that, then four months later, you're up for promotion again. And so, you know, a four month horizon isn't that far away. And so then you keep wanting to stay on. So, you know, it's kind of like the golden handcuffs in a way of, of like you stay on and you get all this. It's not contractual, but it's structured in a way that really allows it to happen. And at the same time, most of these um, organizations, because they're so high pressure, uh, because they're so demanding um, and because they're so focused on squeezing out of you as much creativity and impact as possible, they also operate in the upper out models. 
So not only are there incredible financial incentives to stay on, but there's incredibly large negative consequences because it's an up or out model. If you don't make it to the next promotion level, you get like a six month window. And if you don't hit it, you're gone. And, and it's gone like in, in a way of like you become an illustrious alumni of that organization. And then you have options to really work anywhere you want, right? So, so this is the way that it's structured. And I remember I went to Burning Man for the first time and um, I was just like, wow, there's so much more to life than this corporate job that I have. But I was so drawn to it. And the way it's structured is my identity was so tied to it as well. I'm like who I was and everyone I hung out with. And we were all working 80, 90 hours a week. And we simultaneously loved it and hated it. You know, and sometimes just be like, I cannot believe I'm walking into the CEO of blank company and advising them in my 20s. Like, holy shit, this is incredible. <clears throat> I'm also working with some of the smartest people on the planet. I'm learning so much. Like I am growing like crazy and compensated like crazy, but you're also getting work like crazy. And there's also internal politics like crazy. So you also imagine I entered this world in my early 20s, I was 24, right? So most people entering this world at the level that I was at, the compensation level, were in their late 20s, early 30s. Um, so I was almost a decade behind my peers. I was just kind of got in very early. So that being said, I knew I had the path to partner, but I didn't need to make it right away. I was very open to taking my time. You know, I was like, wow, I'm making so much money. I can work half the year, I can take half the year off. And, you know, I kind of had these ideas for work-life balance, which is always touted. It's never actually delivered. And so um, I started having these conversations with my mentors and the partners in the firm, and they started treating me differently. And I was like, what is going on? Treated like you know, so I lost a lot of mentorship support, and people were like, "Well, you know, you know, you won't be on the promotion track if you if you do that. You know, like this will happen." And I was like, "Yeah, I, I'm young. I got time. I don't need to become partner before I'm 30. Like, I'm all good." And um, their attitude towards me changed. So all this was was happening, and I had also published my first book. And so I started talking to all my friends who were in conscious community, and I said, "Okay, I need to leave. I need to leave. I need to leave. I need to leave." And I would, you know, be at, at a you know corner suite, beautiful floor ceiling, glass window, you know, a hotel room, Monday through Thursday, and on the weekends I'd fly to a festival like Lightning in a Bottle or, or Lucidity or you know any of these, um, you know, Firefly, all of these festivals, and I'd go and I'd sleep on a sleeping bag on the floor with no tent, and it just was living in this duality. And so for a year, I kept telling my friends like, Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to be full time in, in my conscious community. I'm going to like give myself time for hiking and art and creativity. And I remember it was a year later, I was talking to my friend. He said, look, dude, we either need to quit or we're just going to stop talking about it because we've been talking about it for a year and I love you, but I don't want to keep having the same conversation. And I was like, wow, I really need to leave. And I remember coming home to see my mom and she was just like, you look so old and tired. What is there? Is this really the job you want to be having? And I was like, no, you know, I might be leaving soon. So all this kind of came to a moment. And then we had, um, there's all this politics going on. I had to get a whole, whole new set of mentors because the mentors in my office were not believing that I was in for this partner track because I, had, I wanted to build in flexibility somehow. So they kind of dropped me. I got new mentors in our New York office. 
and they were super supportive and um, it just wasn't enough. And so the next promotion cycle, they said, the clients love you. You're doing amazing work, but there's this little thing and they made it the biggest deal. And they said, so thank you so much. And they let me go. And it was like when you want to break up with someone so bad, but you don't know how to. And then they're like, I want to break up with you. And you're kind of like, oh, my God, yes. Awesome. What does this mean? I'm free. And so I had that is a dual experience of like finally getting what I knew the universe was taking me to not having the guts to do it myself even though everything and you know my last year i had gone down to 60 percent effort level i was like i really was like my work-life balance is a priority and i'm not gonna like i stopped going to like fancy dinners for two hours after working 10 hour days and like i was like i'm gonna have dinner on my own and go to sleep i'm done you know and so those were the things that they pulled out they're like you're not really socializing with the team you're not really like la 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 like this is like the basis for for me not continuing i said okay fine and i said it doesn't matter i said this is really great and um and i still felt like a failure i still felt like i was being let go so it wasn't like my choice even though it was my choice i just didn't have the guts to do it so universe gave it to me and they said you know you're one of those just alumni where do you want to go work next you want samsung you want apple you want to work in korea you want to work in new york you want to work for you know I had any company I can imagine available to me. You want to go to Google? I got people at Google. What do you? And so they're very helpful in having you go to the next career. Um, but they're just, you know, you, you kind of feel like you're you're out of this race that you're in all of a sudden. And thank God I didn't buy the BMW. <laughs> didn't fall for that trap. But there was a piece of feeling like I got kicked out of a club. And within a month, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so grateful I'm not in this club anymore. Like, wow. And I looked around at all my friends and I was like, guys, it's okay to leave. Like, we've, we've got to leave. We, we, you, join me. Like, get out of here. Um, and so um, it became a really important aspect of my life. I felt like I got my life back. And right at that time, I had met somebody on a plane randomly. You know, the universe is always conspiring. And so as at the same time that I met this person on a plane and um, told him about my book, and he said, oh, my my." career center would love to talk to you for my MBA program connected me and they said we'd love to hire you how much do you charge and I was like what I can get paid to give talks on my book and do training and facilitating all around the world wow this is amazing and so I did the talk and they said there's people like us all around the world looking for people like you go come to this conference and and present and like we'll support you and they did and you know within a few months I had top MBA program from around the world saying, hey, we want you on campus this fall. And so I was able to be very successful. You know, I was earning like a quarter million or so um, in consulting when I left. And the next year I made 40K as a, um, so funny, the number, right? 40K. Uh, but it's me all year to make 40K, which as a speaker in your first year is incredible. But at the same time, was nothing close to what I did before. And so later that year, I got introduced to a coach. Um, and it was a $10,000 investment. I had never spent money like that on personal development ever before, but something about him just drew me in. Like I couldn't believe it. And I said, okay, let me give you one fourth of my income of this year. And, um, and I did, and he helped me triple my business. Take, you know, I, I worked for three years, gave him 30 K over three years. Cause he was just that good and continued to help me expand and grow my business to where I paid over a million dollars in speaking fees alone let alone books and coaching and all the other stuff. And so, you know, sometimes the moment is really given to you. Everything in my body wanted it, 
but there was this part of not trusting my body and wanting to be the achiever, wanting to be the the good boy, wanting to be, you know, the rock star. And I couldn't make the decision myself. And the universe said, here you go, and became a celebration. What a story. And, you know, these synchronicities, I feel like are little gems from the universe, whatever word you want to use to describe that, mm -hmm. to continue to direct you in and along the path that you feel you're being pulled to anyways. Yeah. And, you know, just understanding your trajectory, it's like you've kind of redesigned your life many times mm -hmm. and it seems to come naturally to you. Totally. Totally. <laughs> People would always say, I can't believe like you're doing it, man. You're living the dream. You left a corporate grind. You're starting your, I'm like, literally just, I can't imagine doing anything else. I like in my mind, I was like, this is not special to me. Like, Everything in my body is like, this is what I need to do. That's why I'm doing it. Now, looking back, I'm like, oh, wow. Like maybe 3% of people are actually successful doing that kind of shift. And I look back and I'm like, oh, wow, that was a big deal. But at the time, I was just my truth. And I said, this is what I want to go do. This is what I got to go do. I need to make this happen. And I believed in myself and it felt natural. And so that, that, that was the secret sauce was just it felt like the, what is the natural thing that my highest joy wants me to do and it was hard but that's it was risky but that's what i wanted to do and it's a beautiful segue because since then you've redesigned your life again yes. you are in bali mm -hmm. you have a family and again before this show you told me that when covid hit you almost considered going back mm -hmm. into corporate with deloitte 100 percent and then you didn't, yeah. <laughs> you started Paragons of Possibility. So just to kind of center us more in present day and this life redesign that you've really cultivated mm. in your own life um, and this path that you're paving, tell us what stopped you from going back into that world and what anchored you into this sort of magic of the unknown and yeah. really life creation. Totally. Yeah. It's a great question. So you know, and then just a slight bit more context before COVID hit, I had actually launched a new program, um, which is a, an online course for um, fathers. Called the, it's called the Integrated Father. Is for I've done men's work for seven years now, facilitated men's circles around the world. And I really want to work with dads. Having been a dad, it's a big part of my journey. So I launched this online course and it was crickets. Like I was doing Facebook advertising. I put thousands of dollars into a funnel and advertising and a manager and blah, blah, blah. And nobody was converting. And I was like, what is going on? And it didn't feel right to me, but I was like, oh, well, Facebook advertising is a way to make all the money. And so I went through that and then COVID hit. And then on top of that, there was, um, yeah, this feeling of, okay, well, if schools have their budgets um, frozen, if companies have their budgets frozen, who's going to pay me to be a speaker? Like, what am I going to do? And luckily, I had met the the, the lead partner um, uh, who runs Deloitte Indonesia, and I, I just reached out. I was like, "Hey, like, what's going on? Checking in? Are you gonna be hiring with the recession?" And blah, 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 like, you know, want to say hello? Let's have a chat. And I started networking. But I was like, "Wow!" In order to maintain my lifestyle, like, I may need to go back. And and, and it's like, you know, going back was like, I'm this is not a genius. Like, I'm super good at consulting. Like, it comes to advising like high level clients on business strategy and their own personal stuff. Like that's my zone of genius. So this time it felt a little bit more empowering of like, I get to come back a little bit on my own terms. It's way more hours than I would spend on anything in my life right now, but 
it's a zone of genius. Like I'm really good at it. Um, and I can come in and, and just make waves right away. It wouldn't be a huge learning curve, right? And it's something that I enjoy. It's not like I didn't enjoy it. Um, it's just the lifestyle that I didn't enjoy. And, and I felt I would have more clout this time than coming at, at a more senior role. So it didn't loom terribly over me, but it was like, oh my God, even the idea of 40 hours a week, even the idea of 20 hours a week is way more than I work right now, you know? And so I was like, oh, wow, like I just don't want all my time to be sucked in by this. But if I need to do this for my family, I'm going to do it. So I was coming off of that failure, um, which ended up being the best lesson of my life, because through that failure, it was the biggest success. And even though nobody bought the program, I mean, I had people take the beta course, but because nobody bought the program through the Facebook advertising, I learned now, first and foremost, that's not my style. That's not my way to make business. I'm high prana exchange person. I want to know you. I want to really be with you. I don't want just people I've never met to see an advertising and, and then take my content. And I don't know how it's hitting them. If it's, if it's the right thing for them, I want to be like, Hey, what's the right thing for you? Cause I have a huge well of wisdom to pull from and then cultivate that into something that's really like going to help you specifically. So, so I realized that, and I also realized that I had to separate my worthiness and my deservingness from my achievements. And that was the biggest lesson that I got right before COVID hit was that, wow, I'm not my achievements. I'm, I'm worthy as I am. And so that really came in powerfully. And so that mixed in with COVID, mixed in with all this, and then just my, my business intuition, I decided to, uh, in April, um, right as COVID was beginning, I, I made a, I, I did a whole kind of business launch for my speaking business. And there's this whole global kind of live training and offered a thing. And I did a 20K launch on that. And I was like, okay, okay, no, I can still make money doing what I love. Great. Okay, this is really good. And then, um, and then once I cleared this within me and seeing that I can still make the money I want to make if I do it in a heartfelt, like really present, like what are like from a full service perspective and, and, and build what I call the know, like, and trust factor. When people know you, like you, and trust you, they will buy from you. And to get 20K coming in in April, right in the height of COVID, when those first coming in was a huge success for me. And so I said, okay, I can do more of this. And then um, a dear friend of mine said, hey, I know you know all this stuff about coaching. Um, would you coach me and, and help me kind of do this? I want to make this transition. And I said, yeah. And I, and I, I saw that coaching and I was like, oh my God, I love this. And, uh, and it came from that 40K post that I made. Oh, I made 40K this, or, or no, it came, it came a little bit afterwards. So I, I'm, I'm mixing it. So he came to me and uh, I started coaching him and he started getting success. And then more people came to me and they were getting success. And I'm like, wow, I love coaching. Wow, I really love that. I never made time for this before, but I want to coach more people. So then I started launching coaching my, my coaching program and it led me to a 40K month. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And I continued on the path and it led me to a 30K week. Just last month, a 30K week in, in, in just one month um, and 10K days. And just like, you know, it really started opening up. And through that, when I think about the, uh, a well of wisdom, you have what bubbles up to the top. And that's me doing business strategy, deep shadow work, inner child work, ancestral trauma, like, the, you know, all of those beliefs work. I do all the, all that as well as the business, as well as the embodiment. But deep down at the bottom of my well, is a permission field for others to be themselves and to step into what's possible and to rewrite their stories and say, fuck no, 
the narratives that we've been given and we've just kind of blindly adopted. And so that became like, ooh, okay, I'm really feeling this like deep, deep in like in, in my in my grounded center. This is what I want to create for the world. And so all the stuff that bubbled up to the top, they, that just became the avenues of how I did it. But deep down, I knew it was Paragons of Possibility. And I also realized that I wanted to celebrate abundance. And so Paragons of Possibility actually kind of became more established. It came to me, I wrote it all down. And then I said, I want to, I was at a dinner at a restaurant and um, it was amazing food. And uh, like, are you open for dinner as well? Because we're not open for dinner unless it's a private event. There's just not enough people out right now. And, and it's hard to pay a whole staff and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, well, what would it look like to do a private dinner? And he's like, we can have up to 10 people in the space. And your food would be seven course meal. I'm like, I think we're going to do that. We just, I was just like, your food is so good and you're so friendly and I, we want to help. And I just had this huge abundance come in. I want to pay that forward. So I, I said to Ari, my wife, I said, okay, let's, let's think of 10 people to invite. And that was way too short of a list. And I was like, there are so many people that I'm grateful for who have given me the permission to step into what's possible and to enjoy abundance at the level of 40K a month. Like that was beyond anything I could have imagined at the time. And I wanted to celebrate these people who gave me permission and to show them that they are paragons of possibility. They're models of excellence of what's possible. And it influenced me. So it became a big thank you dinner where I paid for the full seven course meal and wine and everything. And I invited, I'd had two different dinners, one for men and one for women. They call them the Paragon of Possibility Kings and the Paragons of Possibility Queens. We had two dinners back to back and this was full giving back of abundance. And that just started really taking things off. And then the Royal Court event where they got to meet each other and, um, and just really expand the permission field of what each of us can do. I want to uplift me and the world and the work that I'm doing in the world. And I also want to uplift as many people as I can who have either personally influenced and supported me or are out there delivering transformation to people. And so now that's my full mission is like, it's crystal clear to me. I'm here to help people who are making ripple effects in the world make even bigger ripple effects, whether it's at the individual level to do coaching, speaking, or writing books, whether it's dads and families who are leading, you know, leading the family, the tone of how the families run, inspiring them to use conscious parenting tools and to show up more authentically, um, or, you know, working kind of at the change maker level and going to the Philippines or to Malaysia or across the U.S. to do that work, it just became crystal clear to me that I am the person who can help people play big, see what's possible, get past their blocks, and show people what's possible. And if there's anything the world needs right now, it's these models of excellence, these paragons of possibility, so that we can shift from whatever we're being told into making whatever we want to happen happen. And we live here in Bali, and we're so lucky because unlike the rest of the world, we live in paradise. It's like heaven on earth and the rest of the world is in such suppression, recession, constriction. Um, and there's just so much more possible, but people have that resistance. And that's what I want to help them through is giving them break through the mindset, give them the skill set, and then push them on their way. And, and I just, it comes from a very deep place in me and the universe has just been like, dude, you got it. You're on the right track. Thanks for being here. Let's go. And I'm, so I've been doing the work to open myself up to simply receive and to step into everything that's coming my way and to make and to step into that more powerful place. I feel scary for me of like, 
do, do, am I worthy of this? Do I deserve to be leading so many people, like and supporting so many people and, and being this person? And deep down, the answer is fuck yes. And then there's this part of me that's also like, is it me? Should I? Am I playing too big? You know, blah, 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 blah. And so I'm being with that discomfort and doing the work actively every day to inspire more and more people so we can change this planet and we can get it, get it to where we want to be and, and live in a way where we're not creating more trauma and we're sustainable and we're heart-centered and we're just, you know, it's a world that I want to make kids grow up in. And I want to play as big as I can and help others play as big as they can to, to make that world happen. And it all happens through transformation. Amen, brother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so many things to pull from. Okay, so you mentioned this wellspring. Mm -hmm. It's very holistic. It comes from all of your experiences and yeah. all of the work that you've personally done on your own. And there's that saying, you can only take people as far as you've gone. Mm -hmm. Right? So yeah. it's very much integrity that drives the whole path forward. And so kind of getting closer and closer into the experience of Paragons of Possibility. Um, I know you just gave a Facebook Live. You talked about this aligned signature offering. And before we get into that, I just want to kind of ask a question that I hear a lot from people in conscious community because we are surrounded by a lot of people who are redesigning, mm -hmm. who are showing up in new ways yes, and who are facilitating. And on the flip side, there's this sort of question of, do you need a certification, right? Certification is a particular way to, I guess, measure a standard. And that's always a question that comes to my mind when I meet people who are like, hey, I'm offering this thing. And then there isn't so much mention of like the resume, right? Which is very sort of, you can call it old model or whatever yeah, model yeah, you want to yeah, call yeah. it. But what do you feel about people showing up and the balance of showing up and just dreaming so big and also being grounded in you know, credentials and experience and training that you can fully deliver behind the price point that you're putting out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I So there's so much to say. There's a great question. First and foremost, talking about pricing, let's bring it back to fiscal intimacy first and foremost. When you're talking about money, just because you see somebody selling a 3K product that's 12 weeks, doesn't mean your product should be 12 weeks and also 3K. Okay. And the line signature offering is actually going to help you make the impact you want to make in the world. That's actually going to be Bring you the abundance and the excitement to sell is not going to be a copycat of somebody else's product. Okay, so first and foremost, like you can't just put a price tag that you saw. Well, they're doing it. Okay, I can do that. It doesn't work that way. It has to be really aligned. It comes from the wellspring. So the alignment, yeah, it comes from lived experience. No one can replace lived experience. Like, oh my God, hey, watch out for this because this is going to be this wave. You know, when you like, if you're helping somebody through a divorce, like, here's something that you may not know. This is going to happen. I didn't know until I lived it. So there's so much value in the lived experience and you price off the lived experience. The other thing is you, you um, price off of what, you're, um, what you've learned. And so I have invested about probably $150,000 into coaching in the last eight years. Okay, So I have not shied in investing in my personal growth at all points in time. Uh, for the majority of the last eight years, I had at least two, if not more, coaches in my life spiritual coach, business coach, fatherhood, like internal work, external work, communication, like whatever it is, if there's something that I'm like, oh, here's a gap. I don't know what to do. Hey, who's the best at this? I'm going to invest in the best. All right. And so I'm dropping big, big numerical amounts on these coaches 
um, I probably spend more on that than food, probably. Yeah, because it's it is like my food, it's brain food. And so, what have you experienced? So, just imagine a person who, for eight years, has had at least two, if not more, world-renowned top coaches constantly showering him on a weekly basis with support processes, tools, all of this stuff. So like my depth of wisdom is humongous because I've learned what transformational coaching feels like, and I know the power of my coaching as a result. So it's your lived experience, it's what you've learned, and and then there's this aspect of yeah, certification, right? But there's a question that's bigger than a question of certification. And a question is conviction, all right? And so if you need certification to feel conviction, go for it. I ha- I'm certified. I had, I've, I've gone through a coach certified program. And some of the best coaches in the world that I know are certified. And some of the best coaches in the world that I know are not certified. And it doesn't really matter. Certification to me has no correlation to how great of a coach somebody is. Zero. I could care less if they're certified. I've never asked a single coach if they're certified. Only maybe one person has asked me if I'm certified, but it wasn't even, are you certified? It's just, what experience do you have? And part of that was the certification that I shared, but it was, it was just my, my lived experience. And so, so when you have a lived experience you've gone through, when you've received a lot of that wisdom from other leaders, and then you've also led people on a journey, that's enough conviction. That's all you need, Right. Um, and so you don't need a certification. And so if you're listening to this right now and you are wondering, okay, if someone asks me, okay, am I certified? What do I do? And you're waiting for the certification. You're thinking, where do I invest this last money that I have into a 14 month program or whatever it is to get certified? I have news for you. Bam, you're certified. Okay. I just certified you right now. Welcome to the podcast. You are certified. If anyone asks, are you certified? Be like, yeah, I'm certified by Jamin. Okay, because it doesn't matter. It only matters to you. It only matters for the conviction that you need in yourself to go and give an aligned offering that serves people, that transforms them, that shifts the nature and fabric of this planet in the way that it's going right now. And if you need a certification to go do that, you have now officially been certified by me. I'll send you a certificate, email me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what I would say is, and then when the conviction grows, then your price points grow. And every coach is going to continue. To, you know, I wasn't charging 10K plus for uh, a, a coaching session before. I was charging like 75 bucks an hour, right? We all start somewhere. So if that's where you are, you don't need to be at the level where you're charging 3K, 5K, 10K for a program. Like I'm on my way to attracting my first million dollar client. So I'm super happy for that. Like I, if right now someone came to me and said, I have this issue and I don't even have this issue, but I need support and it's worth this much because I'm playing at this huge level, huge contracts, huge decisions. You know, people are, are at the edge of their seats waiting for what I have to say and it impacts thousands of tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people. And I need a coach who can support me in that. I'm a hundred percent ready to do that. I have the conviction with the depth of wisdom that I have, having worked with the best on the planet that I'm kind of now one of the best and I'm ready to say yes to a million dollar contract to coach someone. Like I have that conviction. I'm ready for that. So that's what I'm calling in and I'm not there yet. And that's totally fine. But just because somebody else is doing that, I'm not just going to turn around and do it. I'm going to wait until I feel the conviction. Now that I feel it, literally I'm just doubling my rates and doubling my rates. And like, 
And I'm finding more and more people that can support even more deeply and make bigger impact. And they are, they feel like they're getting a deal. They're paying me 10K plus and they're like, this is some of the best experience that I've ever had in coaching. And I cannot be more grateful. Like it's blowing my mind. And they would, they would easily pay double what they're paying right now. Right. And so it comes from that conviction. And the only way you get conviction is to start. So if you start at 200 bucks an hour, whatever it is, you've got to start delivering your transformations to the planet. And you can start to invest in yourself and get more experience of transformational approaching so that you can experience it and give it to others and then continue to focus on your lived experience to find what is that true aligned offering that's going to give you joy. Right. And if you're like, oh, well, you know, <clears throat> I've had this lived experience of um, my son, you know, having committed suicide. I want to help people go through that. Be careful. Do you want to constantly be reminded and talking about that really difficult point in your life? Just because you have a lived experience doesn't mean you do it. If your divorce was defeating, don't talk about it. If your divorce is liberating, beautiful. Okay, now there's something there because it's tied to. So to me, the three values are alignment, freedom, and conviction. If you can align all of that, your alliance and your offer will come through. You'll start charging whatever, wherever you are right now in your comfortability. And your prices will increase and it can increase over three years or three months. Um, and so if you're on trying to figure this thing out, just this is the thing to focus on. Focus on the alignment, focus on that deep, deep place of that wellspring of the wall of wisdom that you have cultivated and really go from there and just start doing it. Just start doing it at the rate that makes sense. Don't try to be anyone else but you. Wow. So conviction as a means for transformation. Transformation is key here. And yes. it's a great segue because in that Facebook Live, you really spent some time on this thing you created called the transformational sales journey. Oh, yes. So these two words, transformational sales, from my vantage point, don't typically live side by side yeah, in the world that we totally. live in. Mm -hmm. And I would just, yeah, love for you to give us a flavor Mm -hmm. of what this is for the person giving it, mm -hmm. the person receiving it. And where is that fine line between like the energy of selling someone something and the energy of really less ego, less greed, more heart, more openness, mm -hmm. more like, hey, I'm doing this for humanity. You keep bringing it back to like, how can totally. you change the planet? And that's part of your language. So I would love for you to give us a flavor. Yeah, and, and it might be a little bit hard to digest, right? So I just want to caveat that this is, kind of advanced level stuff and not like advanced like you go read a book and you do it this is i'm talking about embodiment i'm talking about like literally embodying trust literally embodying worthiness when you can really embody that and get rid of all the other voices and have a big failure event like i had at the beginning of this year with the integrated father which now has become a huge success right and it's over 20k and, and amazing stuff i'm supporting dads from around the world like it it, it took its turn but I needed that failure at the beginning of this year to separate, again, achievement from worthiness. And that is a huge thing that people bring into a sales conversation. If I get a yes, then I'm worthy, right? And as soon as you have that, and everybody has it. So it's not even as soon as you, but is, is, is if you have that and you haven't done work on that statement, then, then it's, it's, it's not going to work. Because every time a person says yes or no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to shift you. It's going to charge you. It's going to you know, give you a wobble. Um, and you need to separate the outcome of that conversation from your worthiness. And if you can do that, then you come in where you're in a transformed place to then deliver a transformational journey for another person.
person. Now, I'm super secretive about my transformational sales journey process. I do not share it anywhere because it's so good. It's giving people like 80% conversion rates and higher. Um, like one of my clients sold 33 out of 35 sales it, like after after the third week of, of us talking about even doing a practice session with me, just watching the video. Um, and I get messages all the time. Oh, I used your model. I got forty, you know, $45 clients this morning or or whatever. So it's a powerful thing. So I, I don't share too much about it, but I can share around it. And, sure. and what I would say is that going into it, you have to be okay with the no's. I just did a knee launch and I had this really huge grand vision. It's called the Coach Launchpad. Help, again, coaches who want to create more transformation understand how to make money, live in abundance, and do more of their work. And I had this grand vision for it. And I also, when I launched, I said, I'm not tied to any number. If, if the universe wants me to play this one really big, then this is kind of the maximum I feel I can do. And if I need spaciousness for something else in my life, then it's going to be small and it's going to be very easy. And then I started, you know, I then did the launch and then I, I went off to a retreat and, and I came back and signed up to where I wanted them. And I made a very, very vulnerable post on Facebook and I said, Hey, like I'm a little bit feeling worried, feeling worried. It's that, that it didn't fill up um, already. There's still a few spots left. Like I was really surprising to me. And I started feeling, oh my God, am I not worthy? Do people not like me? Am I not on the right? You know, all of those internal dialogues. And I said, stop, pause. Even when I decided to do the program, I was trusting and surrendering to the universe. I was in that embodiment of worthiness and trust. And I said, it's going to be whatever it needs to be. But then inevitably, we're human beings and we've had decades of programming around money and worthiness and, and all, how many people had it for your program and even i shared this with a few friends like i'm so sorry that it didn't work out the way you wanted and i'm like no no you can be sorry it's like just i had to separate from wanting it to be a certain way and now what ended up happening is a smaller group but there are people that i absolutely love and jive with they're really like self-resourced like they're so excited to go do it like it's going to be an amazing fun journey and ride and I, and I couldn't be happier. And a few people came in at the end and were like, oh, I'm really, really thinking about it. And I said, look, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. I'm not going to let you into this container unless you really want it. So I could have gone on the phone with them, which I did. I could have been, I could have used the tactics that I know for influence and persuasion. And I could have gone to a place where I, made, I would have made an exploding offer or I would have you know, done, done all the, the tools and tactics to get them to be a yes. But I didn't want to do that. I'm at a different embodiment within me that I said, you take time to breathe into this and see if it's a yes by the morning. If it is, here's the link to make a payment. And if it's not, don't worry about it. I'm not impacted if you join or not. And what that did was they're like, oh my gosh, like, thank you. Because they're like, I can be so impulsive and I feel like I need this, but I, I think you're right. I need to breathe into this. And that's what service is about. Service is like really giving them the option making sure they understand the true value of what they can get, but making sure it's what they need and what they want in that moment. And so I, I pretty much said no to these folks and, and was like, I'm not going to let you in right now. You, I want you to reflect on these questions. I want you to breathe into this. And I want you to trust your, your body intuition and then decide. And one of the people didn't even respond to me and I closed the container. I said, actually, this container feels full. And then she got back to me as soon as I posted that. And she was like, I'm still not sure. I'm like, it's closed now. Don't worry. This is not, this is not the right time for us to work together. 
It wasn't like, let's get on the phone and I can convince you. So I think what happens is people view sales as how can I convince people to give me yeses so that I can feel worthy and valuable. As long as you're in that, and you haven't had the deep embodied experience of moving into that dark place within you um, that doesn't feel worthy by itself. Like inherently, we are already beings. And yes, love and light, we can all believe that. But if you don't embody it at a deep level, do emotional release practice, have emotional mastery, be in presence, you know, like create a relationship with your emotions and allow that to move through your body to create the spaciousness where this level of embodied surrender and embodied trust and embodied worthiness, then it's actually not going to support you in any sales process. So I do a lot of the work that I do is people get surprised, but I bring them into a pretty shamanic container where we're doing DMP breath release. We're going to their inner child wounding. We're going to the needs that they get. You know, we're converting all this. And then we're also doing the business strategy because both are needed. One has to work with the other. That's why it's the aligned signature offer. And so when it comes to the transformational sales journey, it's just taking the client also out of their mind and into their feeling body and giving them a transformation that they can feel. And once they feel that transformation and you've only served, and I have a super specific to, a way to do that, then, then you go into the, okay, if you want more of this, right? And this is a very common sales thing, but you give them the experience. Um, that's the magical part. But you give them the experience and you say, if you want more, I can tell you about what it would be like to work together. Are you interested? And you get consent. And if they're like, no, you say, thank you. It's an honor to serve you. And, and you take that no as you, you weren't meant to be working with me. Maybe you're going to be an annoying client. Maybe you're going to be very needy. Maybe you're going to fall off the face of the earth and I was going to feel guilty for holding your money while, while you did nothing. Whatever. Maybe it's just not that. Can you trust that that's not the right person for you? And the right person is going to enthusiastically say, oh my God, please tell me about what it's like to work with you. That was amazing. I can feel that body of full resonance of like, I want to work with you. And then you go into the very specific pitch sequence um, and, um, and walk them through and, and you handle, you do all the same things that you do in a sales call, but you do it from a, a place where you're transformed and you're still delivering transformation to the other person. That's the secret. And what I find is that when I ask people, how did it feel? They say, I felt like I was uplifted and I feel like they were uplifted. And I feel like we were so much more connected and I we cared more about each other. Like this is the, these are the outcomes of people who are using the transformational sales journey as a way to do enrollment. You know, while I was listening to you share this, it just, I see the thread between your TED talk being seen and your authenticity. And it seems like it's really carried over, you know, but you're out yeah. al alchemized it in a different way as a different mm. Jamin, as an embodied Jamin, really yeah. thinking, feeling, and acting in that alignment. I'm so grateful for having invested tens of thousands of dollars into the best embodiment coaches on the planet to help me create emotional mastery and for, to help me navigate through my worthiness, my resistance, my mindset blocks. I have been so supported in the growth I've had in the last year alone through these coaches and the lived experience of understanding that journey to now be able to give that to others has been invaluable. And I'll tell you something, people might be like, oh, you know, it's like, yeah, I invested tens of thousands of dollars in coaches to help me work through this. Now here I am on the other side, having 10K plus clients, right? Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have gotten here if I hadn't done that. So, you know, it's it's just one of those things that you do need to invest. I, you know, I had this new course and people were like, I can't afford it. I can't have it for free. And I'm just like, why? Well, why, do you, why do you feel like you need it for free? Why won't you offer me 
hey, I can't afford the whole thing, but I really want to do it. And I want to offer you $500 because that's really what I have and what I'm able to invest. I know that's not what you're charging, but if I can just get it for, for this, like this is a big deal for me. This is the most I've ever invested. I would give it for 100% to people. I had, I had somebody come to me and they have a, a huge health issue going on. And they're like, I'm just struggling with lead generation. And I just don't know how to bring people to me. I know how to do the work and I love it, but I just I can't find people to do it with. And my health bills are going crazy. And I said, okay, here you go. And I just sent them my recorded content because it's powerful. Just there's no effort by me, but it's a lot of value in those videos. And if you learn that, you know that for a lifetime. And just give it to them. And I said, here you go. And I said, is there anything else? They go, oh, I, I just don't know how to create my whole funnel. I said, here's literally everything that you can ever do in a funnel laid out for you. Watch this video. And it's like, then, then you won't have any question about if you're doing something wrong or right, or if you're, you're missing something. But they presented it to me in a way where they were like, this is the reality of my life. This is what I'm struggling. It's overwhelming to have this health issue, overwhelming to not know if I'm making money, overwhelming to do all this stuff. And I don't have the money. And I said, perfect, here you go. And I just gave that course, not, not the full on course, but I gave the modules to the course. Whereas other people just come up and they're like, I just want it for free, or I don't have that money right now. And I was like, okay, well then, I mean, it's not a fit. Like, you're not going to get this. Like, you, There's something about being all in, putting skin in a game, like investing and making it real. Even if it doesn't matter to me, the amount, whether you're off by a zero or two zeros. You know, I've given my courses to people that I deeply love, whose work I think is really powerful. And I said, here's a course, drop me some amount that feels good to you and PayPal. It doesn't matter to me. Because I have that connection and I know where, they are, where they're at and I want to support them. And I see they don't have the money. So anytime you want to work with a coach, don't just go ask them for free stuff. No one's going to do that for you because it doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve you at all. And it dilutes the value of what they're doing. Even if you just have 25 bucks, make the offer, be bold and say, here's my truth. Here's where I am. Here's what I would, would love to do. Can we talk about this? And, and like, you know, and I have people say, I'll, I'll be like, okay, give me this money. And they'll say, have, I have the money ready. I say, perfect. You keep that for you. Like, like they'll say, it'll take me months to gather the money, but I'll work on it. I've taken people on trips where they're like, I can't afford this right now. I said, don't worry, I'll pay for everything. Work your job you know, and, and put away like a hundred bucks a month or whatever, and then pay me back. And then a year later, they say, okay, I have $1,500 for you. And I said, perfect, spend it on yourself. I don't need it. Because there's that, there's that feeling of like, they put in the effort to try to, to make that happen versus people just sitting around for a freebie. So the investment is part of your own liberation. It's your own liberation. And you, you've got to take that step. And whatever it is, make the offer and own your fiscal intimacy. Wow, Jamin, that's profound. Thank you for saying that. I don't think I've really heard anyone say that before and really articulate the spirit behind being authentic in what you want to ask for and yeah. what you're willing to give. I think that's a skill that I feel is lacking and it's beautiful that you can name that and it kind of ties into sort of the realm of impact because I know that impact is baked into why you show up, why you wake up every morning to do what you do. Mm. Talking about impact on the three levels of self, family, and systems. Yeah. And I want to ask you a question around if you could coach anyone, any entity in the world that you feel could really benefit from this very holistic, very real 
process of claiming and owning that conviction, which is the same energy as abundance, as success, as love, right? They're all part of the same energy. Who would you want to impact in this world with your abilities that really, really needs it most, especially during COVID times? Yeah. It's funny. The first person that comes to mind is Kamala Harris. Because she's going to, you know, it's like, I would want, I would want to coach Joe Biden, but he, I don't know like what's going to happen with him. And Kamala is kind of the future. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not joking, Tiff. I'm ready to coach presidents of nations, like CEOs of, of the biggest company. I would love to coach Jeff Bezos, actually, because he's got to figure out what to do with all his money, connect to his own divine essence, and like really, really change the world with, with the, the things that he's been able to do. Yeah, I would say he's probably more powerful. So yeah, I would want to coach Jeff Bezos because there's so much he can do. And what I want to do is help people not do it because they should, but to connect into that piece that they're not connected to, to go through those things that they need to go through and then come into their actual divine truth. Like what is your core essence? Yeah. And that's what I help people do through all these removing layers, removing, I'm great at business stuff. Don't get me wrong. I can help any, I can walk into any CEO's room for corporate business stuff. I can go to any entrepreneur and help them with their business stuff. Like, I got business locked down. I've got decades of experience in business. I also have decades of experience in the deep interpersonal work. And when leaders are not doing this work and they're playing this game, it's not serving the planet. Again, I'm here to help people who are making a ripple effect on the planet make even more bigger and positive ripples. And people like Kamala Harris, Jeff Bezos, like those are the people who are, you know, they snap their fingers and worlds move right now. They're just in those power positions. So I want to help them understand. Like I want them to embody their worthiness, their trust. Like stop playing the fucking game and let's get real. And let's talk about like connecting into the power of stillness and, and what's there for you in terms of emotionality and expression and permission. Like what are you not giving yourself permission to be that's showing up in a way that you're hoarding your power, right? Or leveraging your power. That's really what I want to touch on. I want to touch on powerful people who need the permission to connect more deeply to what's possible within themselves. Wow, Jamin. That's big, bold, and so awesome. Mm-hmm. 100% support you on that. Jeff yeah. Bezos and Kamala, if you guys are listening. Right, exactly. Don't get it twisted. Right, exactly. Um, so as we come to a close, I wish we could have spent a bit more time on Dad Week or just this integrative dad program. That yeah. would be a whole other podcast. Sure, yeah. Um, if you could just give us maybe a little flavor of why, how this ties into current moment, Jamin, mm. like what is the spirit of creating a space and container for dads that allows you to be here, embody this conviction yeah. and just show up as the person that you are? Totally. I think, uh, you know, women are rising, men are not there meeting them. Right. And so. I want to elevate these kings and, and men need to take ownership of their kingdoms. And especially in the family situation, you see in the U.S. divorce rates of 50% after a child is born. So that means that couples don't know how to navigate um, the shift. And the shift is this. Number one, the woman is going through physical, hormonal, physiological, psychological changes. And so they're going to shift and their sex drive, their ability to give attention, all that is going to shift. And they've also just had a human being like the essence of the universe created in their belly and now they're attached to that little actual child then what happens for men is that their wounded child that you know their 
romantic partner was now feeling the need for is giving their attention to the actual real child and they haven't done their inner child work. And so then, you know, then they start pulling away and all this stuff happens and then families break up and it's just like, guys, there's a different narrative. We are, we need to admit first and foremost that dads are set up for failure in, in our world. We are set up for failure. We're not allowed to show emotion. We're supposed to be the provider pressure. We're supposed to show up in all these ways. We don't have the emotional, you know, depth that women have and we don't know you know, we, don't, we cannot claim weakness, which is the key doorway. It's like the blinky, shiny doorway of coming into your authentic self to be able to connect and feel and give love in your family. So if you can't ever come into your emotions, how are you going to show up? If you can't, it's, in, it's a literal impossibility and you will just end up in divorce. Like, and so, so there's this really big aspect of being able to integrate like the role of father the role of partner and the role of self and loving all three. And we can go into loving yourself and loving your own inner child and giving yourself permission to be you. Only then can you give a child the permission to be themselves. Until then, you're going to dictate them in the same way that you were dictated. And that's called ancestral trauma. And you're passing that shit on. And I, I want fucking dad to stop it straight up. And so it's about stopping the forward movement of what's happening allowing couples, you know, I'm married to one of the top relationship person on the planet. And so I've learned so much about relating um, through relating to her. And so how do you maintain that relationship to help a woman feel supported? You know, there's this phenomenon, married woman, single mom. I don't know if you've heard of that, right? So it's a woman who's married, but she's pretty much a single mom. And the dad has no idea the name of the doctor, the last shots they took, the name of the school teacher, you know, what their favorite snack is. They don't know because the woman is pretty much expected to just know. It's like, men, show up. Like you can, and I know why you don't, because we're set up to not. So let's unwind all of those narratives and let's rewrite our own story as an integrated father, fully integrated in our whole being, new age wisdom, child psychology, conscious parenting, old age archetypes, you know, of, of the wisdom of, of the archetypal lineage. You know, men have set on fires for ages talking about this. Not the first dads to become dads and be like, oh man, this is really hard. Um, and so I bring that together and I integrate new age, you know, um, knowledge, age old wisdom. I bring that together and I help men integrate themselves, their partnerships and the role as a father and really just make it all happen. And that's where data week was birthed. I was like, how many dads on father's day are going to feel worthy of the love they receive? How many of them are going to get the love they want? How many of them are feeling loved by their family right now instead of being viewed as a dictator, even though they don't want to be? How many of them feel like their own dad instead of being the dad that they want to be? And so Dad Week was created to create a seven-day experience prior to Father's Day, American Father's Day. And every day we went through aspects of bringing up, yeah, all of the things needed so that when they wake up on Father's Day, fathers can feel worthy and deserving of the love that they get from their family. And to allow that to penetrate and to come in and to let a tear come down, you know, and to be in that authentic place of reality um, and to be celebrated more by their families. Um, and then after Dad Week, it was a huge annual program. Um, I also run weekly or bi-weekly um, men's circles for dads from around the world, like we got Australia, all across the U.S., and Vanuatu. Um, so, you know, one of the most remote places on the planet. And I'm, I'm, I feel so honored to be supporting these men um, and showing up for their families because it's a complex beast. There's a lot to unwind and there's a lot to recreate. 
it's um I don't have a frame of reference for this. It's very moving mm. that you bring this because it doesn't exist. And um, yeah, I'm really curious. I'll be curious to follow that and to just see, you know, what kinds of dads can emerge, especially during COVID now, especially mm. with the times that we're living in and what we know the gaps are. Yeah. And to have people like you pioneering paths where there weren't paths before. Absolutely. I've had one dad say to me, he has an autistic son. He said, I felt more connection to my autistic son in the last week after using a single tool that you taught me than I have in the last two, three years combined. And he's so inspired. He's his, his teaching and he's using it with all his kids. All his kids are using it with his autistic son. His, his partner is using it. And now he's starting a men's circle for fathers of, of autistic children to begin teaching all the tools. I said, this is exactly what I want. I want you to take what I teach you and I want you to go make bigger ripple effects in the world with it. And so he's he's on a mission to create this whole men's group for dads of autistic children and teach them what, what I've taught him. You know, like this this is my vision coming to light. This is one of the other dads that already started the men's circle. He's already done it. He's already had two men's circles under his belt and we've been together 12 weeks. Wow. Yeah. So this is this is what I want to create and it's it's happening. Impact, man. You yeah. never really know how far it's going to go or where it's going to go. Yeah, well, and, and that's what you got to believe in. You know, that's what you, I, I, I wake up excited about that prospect of what does a, an extra, you know, if I go to a restaurant today and I just say, I don't want the change, whether it's, you know, uh, 90,000 rupiah or, or 10,000 rupiah, but like what impact can that make on the person who walks away thinking like, wow, I just made almost, a farmer's daily wage in an instant. What's the possibility there? What's the possibility of stepping into my full power and the ripple effects of permission that that creates? That's the edge that I'm always excited about. Like what's possible today? And it blows my mind what's possible. Well, with paragons of possibility etched in our hearts in the here and beyond, to close, what message, if you will, what question can you leave our audience with today to reflect on beyond this conversation to continue rippling mm -hmm. that impact? Yeah, I mean, I think it's more of a statement. It's, it's just one thing. Everything is possible. Just know that. Just be like, you know what? I have this crazy belief that I walk around in my life because some dude on a podcast said it and I decided to adopt it. Adopt it for a week. Adopt it for a month. Adopt it for your lifetime and just see what happens but literally everything is possible just just ruminate on that let that seep into your soul and experience what the universe has you know the universe is at play you got to remember that this you know the universe is just at play it's like all these moving pieces and um this ups and downs so literally just that's all i have to say and, and that's the main thing that i say all the time people always shout it out to me when they see me around town they're like jay there everything is possible, you know, it's kind of like my tagline, but it's true. And, um, it may take a while to actually feel it, but once you do, it's like, oh my gosh, I have believed everything is possible on a small layer for a long time because I wanted everything to be possible because everything wasn't possible for me when I was a child. I had to be this very in on the box, on a pedestal version of myself. And all I wanted was for every, everything possible every part of me to come into um, feeling welcome and I've done a lot of work over the last few decades to now be in what I call the embodiment of possibility 
And when you can get to this level, um, it's amazing what's possible. I just, like almost every other day, I'm looking at my life, I'm like, I cannot believe this is happening. Like, like it's beyond even what I, I mean, two days ago, I'd be like, oh my gosh. And then it's happening two days later. I'm like, are you, are you serious? Sometimes it's daily. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful every day for things, but some things I'm just like, I cannot even believe that this is possible. I mean, there's just so much amazing that's happening. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Well, you heard it from the paragons of possibility leader himself. And I just want to say thank you. You know, thank you for showing us through your experience and your embodiment that everything is possible and mm -hmm. it is possible for everyone. Absolutely. It might look a little bit different from person to person. Totally. Yeah, it looks like exactly what you want it to look like. And, and even things that you don't even know, surprising, can surprise you. That's the fun part about possibility. It can surprise you. Living and delight surprise. you. Surprise yeah. and delight. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much, Jamin, for just dropping wisdom bombs and just being here, showing up and doing all the work that you're doing. Thank My you joy. So, Thank you for so having much. me. This is so fun. <laughs> I love this golden microphone that we have here. So good. We manifested it, man. Yeah, I know. It's so good. Everything is possible. Everything is possible. Mm. So I feel moved shifted and uplifted if you guys are feeling that way please show us the love share this subscribe please follow along we are so grateful to have people like jamin mm. in the community um sharing what's possible totally so thank you so much guys yeah. and we will see you next week thank you everyone if you want anything more uh feel free to connect with me contact me paragonsofpossibility.com Awesome. We're going to include Jamin's info in the show notes. So check it out. All right. Remember, everything is possible. Bye, y'all. The Alt Normal. Thanks for tuning in to The Alt Normal. I'm your host, Tiffany Wen. And this show is produced by Resonance, the creative practice of dig, seed, grow.